The following is a conversation with Leslie Hamilton. Leslie is a marathon swimmer based in New York City and enjoys training and competing in the iconic waterways surrounding her home. She has traveled all over the U.S. to participate in open water races and solo swims with distances of 10 kilometers and over, including the 21-mile length of Lake Tahoe, a 40-mile stage swim in Arizona called Scar, and the beautiful Lake Memphrigog in Vermont and Canada. She feels most connected, though, to the Hudson River, Verrazano Narrows, and Brighton Beach, Coney Island region. In 2020, she swam the 20 Bridges, which is a 28-mile circumnavigation around Manhattan Island. In 2022, she completed all seven stages of the 120-mile Eight Bridges Hudson River Swim and set the record for the 17-mile Rose Pitnoff Swim from Midtown Manhattan to Coney Island Pier. She recently completed a 36-and-a-half-mile circumnavigation of Staten Island in July 2023 becoming the second person to do so and the first woman to ever attempt and complete the route. I would like to thank our sponsors, Native Pass Supplements, Lombardi Chiropractic, Home Sweet Home Cleaning, and Thin Line Martial Arts. If you are enjoying this content, I ask that you support these companies in the description and take advantage of the enticing discount they're providing our listeners by using our code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O-15. 15. I thank each and every one of you for being on this journey with us. Now, please enjoy the show. Leslie, welcome to the Co-Movement Gym podcast. How are you doing? Hi, Josh. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for taking the time to jump on a call with us today. You've done some very inspiring things, uh, not only for myself, but I'm sure a lot of people listening will find uh, your adventures uh quite inspiring and, and amazing. So I want to jump in first with what um, what inspired you to do the swim around Staten Island? It was uh, 36 and a half miles, you know, quite an adventure. We'll get into some details here in a second. But what what uh, inspired you to, to tackle something like that? Yeah, so for me, I've been swimming... Um, in the Manhattan area ever since uh, about 2018 and doing the longer stuff that was 10 kilometers plus since about 2019. And every year I've really just tried to push myself a little bit harder. So in 2020, I swam around Manhattan Island. In 2021, I, I didn't do any local swims in New York City, but I did swim the length of Lake Tahoe which was 21 miles. And then in 2022, I did a seven day, 120 mile stage swim, starting in Catskill and ending at the Verrazano Bridge down the Hudson River. So I love, I love the New York area waterways. I train most weekends out at Brighton Beach and Coney Island. And um, the organization that helped me do the Manhattan swim and the Hudson River swim, New York Open Water, had been talking about the feasibility of swimming around Staten Island for many years now. And whenever I heard that this was even a possibility or a thing that could be done, I decided that I wanted to be the one to execute it. So I talked to my friends within the organization and the network, and we made it happen. Um, and I just kind of saw it as the next big personal swimming challenge that I could tackle. And it quite lived up to the hype as far as challenge and um, just the scenery and the change of of that uh, with the four bodies of water that I swam through, um, the 
Kill Van Call, the um, Verrazano Narrows, the Raritan Bay, and then Arthur Kill. Uh, so it was just a wonderful experience. And I was really lucky to have New York Open Water behind me to help me execute it. Yeah, it sounds like you had quite a team there, which is definitely, definitely needed with, with such an adventure. I know that you stumbled upon um, some challenges, like someone would expect probably in something that lengthy of an event. But um, I'm interested, you know, obviously there's fatigue, there's night swimming, there's a whole host of issues, but I read a bunch of articles on this accomplishment and you had issues with sea lice. Can you explain what sea lice is and what you had to deal with? Yes. So sea lice, it's it's kind of a misnomer because they're not actual lice. It's not like what you would find in your hair. It's more, it's baby jellyfish larvae. And so this tends to happen whenever um, the water begins to warm up. So unfortunately, on my swim in July 9th, it was very, very warm water, unseasonably warm for that time. And it had increased uh, very rapidly, the water temperature. And so all of the jellyfish seems to be breeding around the time that I was swimming in this water. So with their larvae everywhere, they would get stuck in my swimsuit and then sting me. So I had a bunch of little red welts that itched for weeks afterwards. And uh, they started almost immediately whenever I jumped in the water. and sometimes you can feel them sting you and sometimes you can't, but I could very much feel this. My skin was crawling. I, for a while just decided, okay, maybe it's just a patch of them. This will pass and I'll be okay. And I just tried to focus on my surroundings. But about an hour in when I realized that the stinging wasn't going to stop, I kind of reassessed my options and I decided to change from a one piece bathing suit because most of the sea lice were getting stuck um, around my stomach area. I changed from the one-piece bathing suit, which were trapping them, to a two-piece. But because I did start at 12.30 a.m., uh, I recognized, hey, it's still dark outside. So why don't I actually swim topless? Because then that way I have even less textile fabric on my body. So then I'll get stung even less. And that turned out to be definitely the right move. So about an hour in, I took off my one-piece bathing suit. I put on bikini bottoms and I swam in the dark for about four hours um, just in my bikini bottoms. And I had a lot less issues with the lice then. In the morning hours, I put on my bikini top. Something important to note about this costume change is that when you do a long swim like this, for it to count as an unassisted marathon swim, there are certain rules you have to follow. When I made this costume change, I was not allowed to touch the boat or make any sort of supportive contact with anyone else. I couldn't touch, like I said, the boat or the shore or really rest anywhere. So I made this costume change um, completely treading water. And it's also important to note that for these kind of events, you have to have one pair of goggles, one swim cap and one swimsuit. So I guess in my case, it was one swimsuit at any given time since I had to make this change. But also just to note, um, wetsuits are specifically prohibited um, for official marathon swims, just because of the buoyancy and the speed assistance that they provide. And maybe wow. would have even been able to shield me sea lice if if I had more coverage, but I didn't. So, Boy, that's, a, that's an intimidating start to a race that you're an hour one out of many hours and you're getting bit and stung. Um, you had to do a, a change uh, of your swimsuit, treading water, which, 
That would be very interesting to try. I think that would probably be difficult. So mentally, in that first hour, did you ever question this as far as maybe just not possible or not finishing? Or was it just a matter of recalibrating what needs to happen to make it happen? Tell me about that. Yeah, so I think... When I first jumped in and this was immediately a problem, I've had sea lice bites before, but it wasn't this severe of a situation. And in my head before the swim, I was definitely very nervous and had kind of gone over every scenario in my head where things maybe could have gone wrong. And of all of the things, this was definitely not the thing that I thought could derail my swim. But when it did happen, I just, I, I, I had some thoughts about okay, well, if I have to swim another 13 and a half hours in this kind of situation, then yes, I probably will not finish. But instead of really dwelling on that, I just tried to focus on what actions I was going to take to improve the situation. And I I sort of wrote a pro and con list in my head uh, before I decided to do this, just because when you do take off your one piece swimsuit, there's more drag, Um, you're less held in. And you know, I mean, I in in the topless situation, I definitely had a little bit of drag, if you know what I mean. Uh, so that was one consideration about maybe going a little bit slower uh, without my regular costume on. Uh, the other concern was just sun protection and potentially having issues when the sun came up with burning or, um, you know, the skin protection, because I do wear 100% zinc all over my body and it covers every inch of my back. So when I took off the one piece and had to change to the two piece, the lines on my back were different, but I was, I decided that it was still worth it because it was going to be overcast that day. So I I had a lot of little thoughts um, in my head and a lot of different, um, like different pros and cons, like I was saying in the list before I'd made the change, but it was definitely the right decision, even though it presented other um, potential struggle areas. But yeah, so I, I, I really just tried to stay positive. And when I'm at my best, um, swimming at my best, I think positivity is always a factor. Oh yeah, for, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I find that fascinating how like, and for listeners, so we can remind them like, as you're making this pros and cons list, you're still swimming, you're still, um, putting out effort. And so you're, you're, mentally, you know, recalibrating some plan, but you're still swimming and, uh, yeah, it's very fascinating. The the unaided part and the no wetsuit, um, for, for people listening that haven't swam in a wetsuit, there is a tremendous advantage um, with buoyancy um, wearing one. And so uh, not having one, like in your situation and for the majority of swimming that I do, you know, swimming is much harder. And, you know, that is very interesting, a very interesting start to that race. I can't wait to hear more about it next week. Uh, We can chat about your nutrition during the event and other projects that you're involved with when we have more time. Thanks, Leslie. Take care. And we'll talk next week. One last message. I ask that you please check out our show sponsors, Lombardi Chiropractic, Home Sweet Home Cleaning, Native Pass Supplements, and Thin Line Martial Arts. Their links are in the description. Not only do these companies produce outstanding products and services, well, they're providing an enticing discount to all listeners who use code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O-15 at checkout or when you give them a call.